the voices are back after defeating the jinx of the year 2020 with the episode 20 welcome one and all to the thigh gap podcast episode 2121 this is the most lovable host in the face of podcast being broad and with me the one and only the one and a half and only the two and a half and only and in about like 6 months the seven and a half and only burgers noog burgers noog what's up my dear friend how are you after the unani or what do you call that i don't know momentous episode 20 i'm doing good um how about you bro i was a crisp answer i know very crisp it's almost like it was not yours yeah i like to be concise yeah concise you are mm. except for the rate at which you are growing and filling up that chair mm-hmm. uh rest of everything is concise starting from your iq to your mm-hmm. thinking capability and most importantly your memory of the recent past as we all know how forgetful you can get of course there's the i keep learning every day so there's only this limited real estate you know now that you've mentioned about your real estate let me put that to test Sure. Go I'm ahead. going to throw some words, and I want answers for them. Shoot. Instagram at underscore thigh gap. Twitter at thigh gap. Facebook thigh gap. It is pretty good. You've been Whoa. working on those uh, almond diets, is it? Not bad. Not Omega bad. Omega three forty three, three sixty nine. Whatever yeah. is that helps you improve your IQ. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Intense. So bogus. I mean, these are things that no one should forget. You know. Yeah, bogus. We are deleting that sentence. So okay. bogus. Mm-hmm. We are here in the episode twenty-one. Yes, we are. We broke the jinx of twenty. L- thankfully, yeah, we did. Touchwood with the, all the love and grace and blessings of our audience. Yes, we went through that, which is amazing. Yeah, dear listeners, any messages for them? I think if they can hold on just a little bit, we're going to have a lot more to say to them directly in the next one. Great, great. That was uh, once again pretty concise and absolutely no meaning. So. I'm going to jump straight in. Jump it. Do you know what I'm jumping into? I have no clue. Very good. That's the topic. I just heard you're going to jump and my first inclination was <laughs> brute please <laughs> don't jump. You should have jumped yesterday. <laughs> jump. <laughs> the deep dark secrets of Bogus Noob yeah. and his way of uh, It was a Freudian slip. Me. Yeah. What is a Freudian slip? It's like uh why do you have to keep throwing this complicated sentences once Well life is all about learning you know it's like some the truth was hidden inside I didn't want to say it but I just it just slipped out slipped you, out You got said spilling the beans why do you have to act like all posh with fragrance slip I'm allergic to beans So that uh, restricts you from the vocabulary I mean it doesn't come into my vocabulary for that reason Intense what else are you allergic to For now I'm just going to say beans <laughs> Thanks for those beans of your allergy. Sure. Of course. So bogus mm-hmm. without any further ado. Yes. Let's get to business because we are two extremely serious people. Of course. Mean business. Two extremely serious people who started a comedy podcast. A comedy podcast where we are still in the quest of finding the comedy. I know. In the podcast. We'll find it. We'll somewhere. find it. Yeah. yeah, that's we are, we have high hopes yeah. and a lot of self-belief mm-hmm. and determination. Mm-hmm. But uh, all that comes from one place. Mm. but intuition it is today's topic yep uh, as promised as we promised as in the last episode as promised in the last episode yeah. yes very true we, we are two men of our, our word. word yes yes 
and uh, interesting topic i guess once again very interesting um little understood you know very little by the common crowd yeah or do you have like a specific jo- set of people who you think is who understand little of intuition i mean your neighbors understand it the least but i was talking about the common crowd yes the common crowd yeah yeah so yeah i think the same i think um, i'm going to off the bat quote what steve jobs told his biographer mm-hmm. which is a story which you shared with me about uh, i don't know 5 minutes back 5 minutes back which is after he came back from india mm-hmm. he went and told his biographer that a lot of people in india mm-hmm. seem to be working more on intuition mm-hmm. when compared to people in the west yes which is a big thing for a guy like steve jobs to say well and, yeah and also an uncanny observation which shows his particular oh. you know mantle that oh exactly this guy spent 7 months and that's what he figured out that people here work on intuition well yeah i mean But, it does say something about him because his initial goal for coming to india was to what do they call do it the rufus uh find himself uh yeah. you know that kind of stuff uh, yeah. why people usually come here but especially when there is so much of crowd you can be so lost that you have to find yourself sometimes. you have to find yourself like yeah. where am i yeah like oh. what's happening am i in kukatpally or am yeah. i in kachiguda like how how many bodies am i carrying right now like, exactly how many hands are on me yeah. yeah yeah so he roamed around this country for about seven months and he went back and he basically said he learned intuition which is a big thing mm. and unfortunately that doesn't seem to be replicated by us on who he was commenting you know mm-hmm. when i what i mean by that is i don't think a lot of people actually work on intuition as much as they can well going by what he said probably they do over here mm-hmm. and that's see that may be the natural way of how our people go through life which is they go a lot by their gut yeah and we do have big guts yeah yeah we have wherever you see enormous the only next people who are close to our guts are probably i don't know which is a well fed country i can't think of any mm. anyways but let's start with what it means just for the sake of our listeners if it's a new word you're hearing if it sounds like greek and latin no i probably derived from there but uh, like any other english word yeah like any other english word but what it means brute what, what is your definition of it of intuition yeah a pure thought which doesn't need any more dissection mm-hmm. it is uh, it is already directional mm-hmm. it already has a direction so you don't have to like think of it's a complete pure thought you know that's how i would put it i know it doesn't fit any textbook definition mm. but how i would describe an intuition is it's a complete pure thought mm-hmm. where you just have to execute it you don't uh. have to do anything else it's like a ready made decision given to you depending on the context obviously right and i also think it marks the first time in this podcast where probably your answer is more complicated than mine <laughs> i've been working behind the doors yeah <laughs> i can see <laughs> So yeah my definition of intuition is um more like an insight or a judgment or a conclusion that you reach but you reached it 
immediately like a gut feeling like this say you haven't really put any effort into any calculation into yeah. it you haven't applied any logical reasoning but for some reason something tells you that this is the way to go yeah it's almost like uh, uh it it's almost like what do you say a milestone you know when you're traveling so? on the highway yeah, okay. what are they the milestones milestones right? yeah so it's just like the moment you see a milestone there's mm-hmm. no more thinking it's like oh i have to take a right to say go to boston mm-hmm. just take the right it's almost like you have complete faith in it you just don't know why mm. you know mm. right i'm not sure that even a milestone example applies to yeah it's a bad example because you don't have to rub it on my facebook it's will. a bad example well, forget about it it's all for the benefit of all for a guy who forgets things easily uh-huh. in fact forgets sentences in the middle of it uh-huh. i think this should be an easy thing for you to forget a bad example of mine it's all for the benefit of our listeners you know just the reason why milestone <laughs> look i don't see any audience probably does not it apply on face. no i get letters oh you get written by yourself no you don't know mind thy gap at gmail.com oh yeah that's our email address where people write to us oh yeah oh no wonder you didn't give me the password for that email of course address. not got it got it <laughs> Now I know why my Instagram followers are reducing day by day. Uh-huh. So so basically intuition in colloquial sense to better understand it is what they say a gut feeling. If you ever have a gut feeling about something but you can't explain it with logic or reasoning, but you just know something inside you is telling you very strongly that this is the way to go or that's the path to choose or that's the selection to make etc etc you know why are you repeating yourself i'm just trying why to why are you making yourself sound important bring it to colloquial sense oh yeah okay just for better understanding but i have i have even more colloquial question okay which a lot of people have in their mind okay go ahead shoot what do you think is the sanskrit slash hindi word mm-hmm. for intuition Well the Sanskrit word for intuition seems to be buddhi huh. and what they mean by that is a higher intelligence and that is very different from intellect but intuition they say is buddhi higher intelligence and that's also what one tries to attain by doing yoga or meditation no, or that things is all like fine, that but yeah. is it, it's called buddhi is it buddhi yeah isn't buddhi behavior not in the sanskrit sense at least not in the way because that they, they used say, it because they say na tumhara buddhi brushed ho gaya ka yeah that is the the bastardized degradation <laughs> of language you oh, know where, by netflix and amazon prime where definitions are slightly more fluid <laughs> and they keep moving around no but it it is a colloquial usage right buddhi brushed ho gaya is like a colloquial usage yeah, every but, teacher says it to every hindi teacher at least probably but what i'm saying is in the ancient time the way they used buddhi or their understanding of buddhi basically coincides with int- uh, intuition oh so it's self explanatory right in a way mm-hmm. if buddhi is the higher intelligence right what is the basic intelligence according to sanskrit um not sure but they do gyan gyanam i think so yeah gyan probably yeah because yeah. they do make that distinction between lower intelligence and higher intelligence and that's also where uh, what coincides with that distinction or classification is religion and spirituality where religion is what you start with yeah what you need to start with at least yeah 
to be able to get to well i don't again that's something that i disagree but yeah okay but that's what they say which is spirituality is the higher intelligence basically yeah, yeah. but okay so basically it's gyan and gnanam and buddhi i'm guessing about gyan buddhi yeah. i'm sure so but, if yeah. anybody knows the answer for what is the normal intelligence called like in sanskrit then you should write to us write to us yeah yeah, yeah make us smarter mm. okay did you have any experiences of intuition yeah quite a few so how did it play out the biggest the most relevant example i can give is what got thigh gap started was intuition for my in my case and there's a story behind it i'm not sure if you want me to go into that story or not no no tell the story because i'm not able to place it so okay for this for the benefit of our listeners okay all right so this was a time when i was casually checking out theater plays in hyderabad because mm-hmm. personal interest and i had also and, done plays in school and also tinder wasn't great in hyderabad it never worked out for me anyways <laughs> so i wanted to go to a few plays in hyderabad when i started watching them uh, many of them tended to be more or less shakespeare based or you know some script or story that you already heard of and yeah. all you were seeing was different actors doing the same given thing. their own performance or their own interpretation of what it is yeah and for me there was also a hunger for originality yeah. because i was paying money to watch this plays yeah although it was not a lot but it was still money is money money is money right yeah so as a paying audience i wanted to see something original and there were very few people or theater groups that were pursuing originality for the sake of pursuing originality and i respected that and you brought happen to be a part of one of those groups let's just give a shout out to underdog place it was called underdog entertainment underdog productions yeah, yeah. underdog entertainment productions uh it's run by a very dear friend of mine it was started by a very dear friend of mm-hmm. mine called chai mm-hmm. who is also chaitanya he is the third wheel in mm-hmm. the movie brahman naman brahman naman yeah whose leg is broken he is that guy a fantastic actor uh i think he didn't do justice in the movie <laughs> he's a much better actor than that uh-huh. and also in movies you know movies yeah limited, it's a very right? uh, but that guy is the guy who actually uh i think changed or gave that extra flavor in the hyderabad theater scene mm-hmm. at that point they were based out of bangalore and yeah based out of bangalore and i can describe this from an audience perspective which is underdog plays were some of the only plays that were packed at that oh, point of time or oh, jam packed jam packed jam packed and that was either because their sense of humor tended to be controversial a little bit edgy and racy but i'm guessing it was also because it was original uh, they were not rehashing stories that have been in uh, place for centuries now you know yeah and they picked uh, their plays on contemporary topics like social media or um a lot of things like dating dating contemporary dating, right so it, they had a pull with the uh, young audience and that's of course where i come in yeah. the youth um so i but my draw to underdog was because they were prioritizing originality and after that i didn't care whether i liked the play or not at least it was an experiment yeah at least it was original it was an attempt to do something new 
And that's what I respected. So one of these plays, I happened to be in the audience and I watched uh, Brute come on stage and I had not really seen him before or knew, uh, known anything about him or even known that he existed. Um, I watched Brute on stage for about, I think it couldn't have been more than about five minutes or so because it was a come in and go out kind of thing. It was not a long monologue, but it was a comedy play. And there were a lot of players. I could see that I could easily make out, okay, these actors are good. These guys are not really, I mean, they're more casuals. They're yeah. just IT professionals who want a hobby. Yeah, yeah. But then when I watched Brute perform, I could see that uh, there was an intent to entertain the audience. There was an intent to perform. And as a performer myself, I game recognized game kind of thing. Yeah. I, I saw that and I thought, okay, this guy is clearly standing out uh, between all the other, among all the other people at least, even though there are still one or two people like you mentioned, Chai, Chai, himself, yeah, Chai himself, who has a very strong screen presence, I mean, stage, stage presence, presence. And he's also a very good director from yeah. what I've seen. So even though one or two people were uh, good in my eyes, I still, the brute still stood out. And immediately I thought, um, okay, this guy is interesting. The way he's approaching his character, the way he's delivering his dialogues, the way he's pausing for effect, and the way he's also including the audience into the play. Because the rest of the actors, it's a very delicate thing that stage actors at least may not realize that because there's a lack of separation between screen, what you usually have with screen, yeah. stage is a very uh, is a much more interactive kind of medium. So as an actor, if you know, if you are aware of that, and if you know how to play with that additional dimension, then that really sets you apart. Yeah. And so when I saw that, I thought, okay, this guy is interesting. And maybe this is someone I want to do something with in future. And at that point of time, I was still thinking about starting um, a, a group or with like-minded people to either do theater or whatever it is. Now it's manifested in the form of a podcast. But there are other things as well in, in plan. So I wanted to basically find a partner. And I didn't want to... I wanted that to be the right kind of decision because... With things like this, you can't really be walking in and out of wrong decisions, especially yeah. with partners. You have to pick the right one. So I thought, okay, this guy is interesting. And uh, I think he's someone I want to collaborate with. And that's about it. I just left it there because I also have a habit of testing my intuition. Yeah, which is what I want to tell. That bogus after all this emotional story, you didn't even bother like yeah. connecting with me after that. Yeah. It was purely by chance. And I think it's about a year later, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. Approximately a year, year and a half later. Yeah. Is when we ended up doing a play together. Yeah. And uh, I I was introduced you, to you as one of the cast members of the play. And uh, and then we start started to, you know, like have conversations yes and uh, we spoke everything and anything under the sun yeah and i think one of the best i i, I mean i the the 
I mean, in my case, when I speak about intuition mm-hmm. that I had and how I experienced that with respect to you was that one session, which I can never forget. Wait, wait, wait. Let me complete my story first. Okay, fine. Because oh I'm, not, my I'm God. not done. The intuition yeah. has not been proven yet. Okay. So I got the gut feeling and it was quite a strong gut feeling because I had watched a number of plays by then and I was seeing the same repetitive faces. Yeah. So... I thought, okay, this guy is interesting, but let's see. Let's see if it's really meant to be. And so I left it there. So what Brute means by Bogus made no effort to connect yeah. is <laughs> like abandoned. after the play is done, usually the audience uh, goes, walks up to the actors and the director and basically pays compliments. If he likes them. If they like the play, the they meet up with that yeah. particular actor and they say, hey, your performance was great. You know, so I didn't do any of that. I basically watched the play and as soon as it was done, I I left the place. He walked off. I walked out thinking the same thing, which is, let's see, because I like to test my intuition. And I just want to add something, yeah. especially for the underdog place. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've, I've done a lot of plays in with other, you know, production houses or mm-hmm. whatever we call them, theater groups. Mm-hmm. Never did I ever experience that celebrity kind of a feel or, right. you know, the feel that you get. Right, right. Where after generally you finish the play, it's hardly about a bunch of people who will come to you and say like, hey, dude, I really like your acting. Or, yeah. I like the play. Congrats. Blah, blah, blah. When is your next play? Blah. Yeah. But when it came to an underdog play, mm-hmm. you almost had to spend like about a good half an hour. Yeah. Like waiting at the stage mm-hmm. so that you're done with, you know, acknowledging everybody's wishes. because. Yeah. Out of all the people, there were a lot of people who bothered to stay back yeah. and actually appreciate the actors. That's the kind of effect Underdog Plays had. That's true. So, That's true. And so you not getting affected by that peer pressure was also another thing. Yeah, because I didn't want to corrupt it at that point of time. I wanted to test its purity, Yeah. the intuition. I did not want to corrupt it by introducing myself to you and then whatever happens after that. Yeah. I wanted to see how good this is. Right how much of a strong intuition this is. And that's why I deliberately left it there because my confidence was, I'm going to keep watching plays. And if this guy is doing so well on the stage, he's bound to be showing up again. So I'm going to see him again probably. And that's... Alas. Yeah, that's the confidence with which (laughs) I left. And after that, I never saw Brute again on the stage. (laughs) But... It so happened that after about nine months or 10 months or whatever, close to a year later, a friend of mine told me that uh, there's a play going on. You always are interested. You keep watching in the audience. Do you want to act be a in part it? Of it? Yeah, be a part of it. And I was like, hell yeah. yeah. I want to do this. I want to try. Because until then, even I had some fear of actually doing it. But then when he said, hey, do you want to try it? I was like, yeah, you give me this opportunity. I'm going to grab it. So I accepted. And then... The first day of that play rehearsal, when we were supposed to meet up, I see who's there? Brute. Brute, I see him as one Sipping of the... on my coffee. Yeah. Smoke under my feet. Uh, there was lightning around. Okay, let's not I... push it. <laughs> Don't push it now. But I saw Brute there. And the minute I saw Brute there, I was like, okay. Now, this is my validation. What I did, I left my intuition there hanging. But now, even it, even though it took nine or ten months, I'm okay with it because this is the validation. And that gave me a strong idea that this is there's something definitely going on here. And there's something definitely to this. 
it is still not 100% at th- by that point because i have still not had a proper conversation with brute i have still not exchanged ideas with brute i have no idea if he is just a casual like some uh, all the other people not all the other people but most other people i'm not i, w- I had no idea how serious his intentions were about the art form or whatever so that was still left for me to check and like verify like basically didn't know me back then i didn't know you at all all i knew was that i liked the performance and I, all i knew that i could see the intent behind the performance and that was more important for me so now we come to the part you were saying where we had a conversation yes, etc so yes. take it away from here so uh we had i i mean i'll give you a little download of how my approach was at that point i was introduced to bogus and i still remember very clearly the first thing i told to bogus but i don't know if you remember what oh i remember so it was I, the most ridiculous <laughs> opening phrases i've ever heard in my life all those intuition bullshit i almost washed it away with that one sentence yeah kind of i went to bogus straight and everybody was like hey he's bogus and he's a he's playing this particular part blah 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 and i go up to him and i'm like hey bogus you look very rich i need money and then bogus goes quiet for some time mm-hmm. and then he kind of takes his time as usual to respond right and he was like he was being very nice to me at that point and he was like how much money do you need and then everybody came to his rescue saying that don't give brute money he took money already from everybody everybody so that's how it started and then i fucked around with his brain for some time about the character and i told you he's supposed to be a russian guy <laughs> whereas oh yeah he doesn't he in the rehearsal anything and he we, the rehearsal started and bogus being the professional started doing the character in a russian accent and the director was looking at me like what is wrong like, with this guy what is happening here this is supposed to be an indian play where the hell is this russian cape and bogus once again very naively pointed at me and it's like but brute told me that's a russian character yeah and then about seven people ran behind me for ruining the rehearsal but having said all that see I- the way you performed on stage <laughs> i would have never imagined that he would have uh have- taken me for a ride like that which is just before the reading is starting and it's the first reading by the way yeah. impressions are being made for the first time with everyone else i don't know anyone in that room yeah. except for my friend who uh, brought me into that play so and and he himself is a very professional actor oh yeah like even in the readings yeah yeah he is so professional he goes into the character he's yes. doing all this nonsense and i for one was a guy who never prepared for a character i mean which, i got to know that later. yeah like yeah. which a lot of people didn't expect but anyways long story short so there's this one session where you know in theater groups it's a common practice that there are these group activities to build the you know the harmoniousness of the all the actors yeah because everyone's new so everybody is new yeah, so icebreaker kind of, kind of yeah, thing it's kind yeah. of an icebreaker thing yeah but it was a little shocking for me at that point that this supposedly group session was a meditation session kind of yeah and uh, and this was the point as usual i was sitting at the end and and bogus was probably about like two paces away no i was two, sitting right beside uh, right you. beside me right sorry. beside you yeah and uh, for some reason everybody was you know closing their eyes and doing the whole meditation bit yeah for some reason it kicked into me that hey check out bogus mm-hmm. he isn't doing it either right right that's all i got that was all that voice said in my head mm. i turn my head towards you and voila i was looking at you <laughs> staring at me wide awake like his eyes wide open he was staring at me 
and almost instantly we started like giggling like two idiotic school kids and we walked out of the session or something we like we had enough of it we were going out for a smoke break and we kind of walked off yeah and that's when we started to talk like real talk yeah and uh, those conversations started increasing in length mm. but i think that was a moment where among all the 14 15 actors which were there in that play i really connected with bogus mm. uh not in not in any other sense but the fact that we shared a lot in common mm. uh but at the same time we had the same same understanding of these things right so you know what what i like okay coming to the bottom line mm. right what happens is intuitions don't as as intuitions are known to act immediately yeah at the same time there are certain set of intuitions which take their own sweet time to like play out their whole game right like convey the complete message and uh, it definitely happens that it's not just happen it doesn't happen from one side it also happens from both the sides like if there are two people involved into the similar kind of a thing uh it it works out for both of them too but i think it depends i mean it's a very personal thing whether you are intuitive or not if you're not an intuitive sort of person you're not you're never going to see the signs or even hear the messages basically yeah it is like an antenna right like yeah. if you are a receiving antenna you might you might also become a transmitting antenna it's as simple as that like i mean yeah that is the best analogy i can give yeah. is if it's like a phone you can do incoming and outgoing mm. but you have to be a phone first to yeah. do that you have to have the sim card right so why i say why i we chose this topic i'm mm. just putting it out on the table is intuition is important because the fact apart from all the other glitter glamour about how intuition is makes you special mm-hmm. how it keeps you ahead of the game and etc mm-hmm. etc et the base thing an intuition does mm-hmm. is it gives you a lot of self belief yes that what you are going for is the right thing yes uh so for all the people right and it's it stands true for me also and i, I think i can speak on your behalf bogus don't that if i will mm. if there is a you know a direction in which you want to go mm. intuitions work as a very good you know checklist or a yardstick yeah. for you to know that whether that direction is the right one or not yeah because un- up until the 20th century uh western science did not even allow for any discussion on intuition is it yeah yeah so wh- whoever their contemporaries were who were pointing to this and saying there is something here there's a metaphysical element which we are not able to explain should we study that they were immediately shunned shunned away shunned away why not but now they're trying to make a big thing out of it like oh intuition is this that yeah typical western behavior they <laughs> come late to the party and try to own the party exactly but uh, that's that's new for me i didn't know this yeah, i thought i thought intuition was an integral part of psychology and now they're trying to again what are they trying to do they're trying to measure it they're trying like to how measure how much of an intuition do you get yeah they're trying to measure something which is subjective yeah fools, fools errand if you ask me yeah yeah the whole point of intuition is you're not supposed to spend a lot of time in that measuring calculating it's like motivation right yeah like they're i mean you're you shouldn't be so motivated that just being motivated that's all exactly like you got to get going get the job done exactly but yeah i mean um, once you get the taste of how an intuition works uh you start craving for it more and want to figure out where do you get it from and how do you get more of it 
Yeah, and it's said that also animals have intuition in the sense that when they are in the jungle and they suddenly sense danger. Yeah. That's nothing but intuition. It's like the spidey sense. Yeah, they don't see the threat uh, clearly, but even without seeing it, they just sense that something is wrong. When do you see these intuitions coming? Hmm, because it's an unconscious activity or rather subconscious kind of activity. There's no controlling when it comes. I think. But can you say what you were going through when you got it? Well, a clear need. If you have identified a clear need mm-hmm. within yourself, that this is what I want. And if you are visualizing that, that at least I think sets the ball in motion, which is it kind of takes you to that place where you are, you probably will get. That is again, if you are an intuitive sort of person. if you have that I mean, okay. capacity i think everybody has the potential to be intuitive. everyone has it and i think everybody does experience intuition but it's just about whether do they recognize it or not that's a secondary question yes Sometimes, also it's like a muscle that needs to be trained yeah to understand what it is yeah the right. more you train it the more clear you right. see it like for me whenever i got an intuition right all i remember was how absorbed i was right right and doesn't matter what i was absorbed in mm-hmm. i have to be i ha- i was always supremely absorbed in what i was doing right. like it was almost like unidimensional focus right right and when everything kind of like blurred out for me it, mm. it's like the fish eye kind of a concept mm. uh and you don't ha- i don't have to be in there for a long time yeah you know i don't have to be there for like an hour or two hours or anything yeah. it's just that 10 it's it's a sm- very small window of absolute focus mm. and boom it kicks in yeah so in other words a clear need like clear when you are supremely focused yeah. that clarity that you have right. that one task that you're doing right that allows for the gates to open I yeah feel. and yeah. the magnitude of this intuitions also vary mm-hmm. you know what i mean sometimes it's about very elementary things like the one which i had with you right. it was just about saying that look at bogus right you know just turn your head open your eyes and look at bogus because he's looking at you almost whenever i get an intuition the thing that i observe is like i said it's a unidimensional focus mm-hmm. and it is almost i don't want to use the word but it is almost like surreal you know it is yeah you you are in that surreal state of mind where you're extremely conscious or you're unconscious or i don't mm-hmm. know how do you put that mm-hmm. it's just that thing that you can't relate with often yeah you know yeah i mean i don't know if you have to be in a surreal state of mind for that to come but i do agree that the the very experience of getting an intuition about something is a surreal experience yeah yeah, yeah. you can't explain it's almost paranormal yeah and it's also overwhelming yes it, it, is, it depends yeah. but yeah it, it can it, be it again like the magnitude right the magnitude if, yeah if it's a very strong intuition about something very important in your life mm-hmm. then it almost gets overwhelming it's like there's a burden lifted off you right, right? it's and you're like oh i've carried this thing on my chest which kind of bogged me down all these days and now that i figured it out mm. it's like i'm almost free like the chains are off you know all bets are off you are just like now you know you don't have to worry about it anymore and that becomes very overwhelming yeah yeah that almost makes you feel like oh my god do i need to be in this podcast with bogus type right so i mean i'm also thinking of instances where i don't remember the details but 
there have been instances where people were for example scheduled to go on a certain flight yeah. but the last minute for some reason they changed their they plans changed their mind. Yeah. and the flight actually crashes Has with no survivors yeah, yeah 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 and you know that's it's just spooky how that happens but yeah um it's a huge it's a major major force of life intuition and i do believe i agree that it is a higher intelligence yeah that can be tapped by anyone where does intuition come from from within yeah where i don't know your intelligence or your if actually, you don't know where it comes no, from no no in the indian scriptures they link intuition with the soul exactly yes because what is soul okay is this another of these quiz co- why don't you just answer the okay. question okay soul is according to me mm. it's basically a ball of energy right mm-hmm. and the depiction of energy in in any fo- any you know literature mm-hmm. which is worth its salt mm-hmm. energy is thought okay right thoughts carry energy that's right. how they manifest themselves into a reality mm-hmm. okay now if a soul is giving you an intuition the soul is all known it has all the thoughts that that ever existed or are going to exist out there only thing is we don't know how to communicate with it directly so there is some element in us which is able to translate the thought in the purest form without the ego coming into the picture because the moment ego comes into the picture it starts evaluating a thought which is what happens to us on a daily basis right if you are hungry like i gave you the example right. the ego tells you like no no this is not a high quality restaurant go to that restaurant or whatever i want to eat this i want to. intuition when an intuition kicks in there is no i it just like do it yeah right yeah. so the ego factor is nullified there yeah and that's exactly what is the whole game about if you look at it on a bigger scale so, that the soul has to communicate to you in its purest form and which is also why i feel mm-hmm. that intuition is the purest thought that you can ever perceive yeah it is right so therefore the pure thought is not dependent on a logic or a reason or a rational because it's not evaluating any of this because it is creating its own context a pure thought when it gets manifested right okay. are you seeing my mood like my wow factor in the speech yeah please go ahead yeah so like when when a pure thought is manifested mm-hmm. it doesn't care for what is the existing scenario it creates a scenario which is supremely suited to you okay and where you can excel okay right therefore it is not dependent on logic or reason or rational it doesn't care about all these things it is beyond all these things we find it easier to understand that particular thought or the pure thought by applying all these things otherwise we don't understand because we are so curious to understand oh, why did i not get this before bro like why now wow it's amazing i want to get more of this let me try to look back at this thought which i got or this intuition that i got right. and try to decode this as to how i got it where did i get it from right. but when you look on the hindsight you can always create a logic because you have both the points you have the start point and the end point now you put any direction to it you can somehow justify it which is where i feel it is also wrong to actually decode an intuition the mm. best thing to do is embrace an intuition execute it and get done with it move on like don't sit back and evaluate oh this was my intuition what do i do with this where did i get it from like how blah 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 for starters i would agree that the best thing to do with a strong gut feeling at least not a weak one but a strong gut feeling is to act on it and then evaluate the results for yourself if 
the results align with your intuition or not if they do align evaluate how can i'm mean, like i want you to explain that also a little more as to what do you mean by evaluate the result well in our own example yeah my intuition said this guy could be my partner in something yeah. and here we are we are doing a podcast uh and we plan to do many more other things so that's an evaluation for me this is a validation that okay my intuition is proving to be right you know yeah but you are still acting on it you didn't discard it no i didn't discard so that's what i'm saying you acted on it what I, is the evaluation process after evaluation is just to verify ki is was my gut feeling right or okay, not okay that is fair you know? that is fair yeah. but do you want to decode the intuition um as to why why this came no like right no it's pointless so as long as you know i got my validation as long as i can see that my intuition was right or my gut feeling was right i don't need to go into cal white exactly so in the same context right in a in the same setup rather i am saying that we tend to complicate or we tend to um um what do you say glorify over analyze over analyze yeah that's the word right over analyze an intuition by all these peripheral parameters which we understand we as human beings right are designed to understand things through logic or through uh, a reason or through a validation or all these things consciously like a, a proof of concept type consciously yes yeah right so but but intuition doesn't work like that no it is intuition unconscious is, yeah it is supremely i think it's supreme conscious or what is the superlative of there is unconscious is subconscious conscious whatever mm. there is whatever is above consciousness right and that's how it it works and in that place these things don't exist these things are there created by us so that we understand things why does a wheel like you know why does a wheel has to be round mm. there is a logic to it that we create there is friction there is this there is that lesser effort great therefore wheel is has to be round that is the best possible shape right right but there are so many other things that we don't understand and logic continuously fails us there see what i think is ultimately you and i are on the same page yeah. however in different paragraphs that's the only difference because you seem to think that i said that with intuition the calculation will happen after the decision is made or something no 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 i mean that the calculations are subconscious they lead to in- intuition happening in the first place i don't think that's where i am even i'm saying that even before the intuition comes what you are saying is mm. the logics and the reasonings and the values that we put in mm. subconsciously mm-hmm. are what are influencing how an intuition comes out absolutely and i'm saying it's not that might that is not the case according to me yeah, because intuition doesn't consider all this and the reason why i'm saying that mm-hmm. is because intuition and i'm talking about strong intuitions let's not go into the weaker intuitions got category it. got it the the stronger intuitions tend to create their own scenarios when they play out okay know? like for in your sense if you are why did you have to wait 9 months or 1 year to actually validate it and why did you hang on to it like you could have at any point of one year after yeah. you seeing me yeah. could have thought ah you know what maybe it was a it was a farce you know i don't want to like okay let me forget about it move on get my group going and you that know? was the phase where i was not over analyzing even though i have to admit i was strongly tempted 
that day even after the play ended i was strongly tempted to walk up and introduce myself uh, i didn't do it because i wanted to test my intuition because in the past it worked out you know and that self belief i okay, got okay then i'll ask you the first time you got it right what what went through did you see that the did you see any values that you put in that actually made the intuition work or come in i don't remember the very first instance and probably my guess is that like most other people i might have gone against my gut and after the result turned out badly then i would have realized in hindsight ki shit i should have gone with my gut that's but, how we all realize that but right? what i'm saying is when you got the gut feeling right did you see an influence of your own thinking or anything of that sort that actually made manifest the intuition and this is coming back to one of the other points that you said which is you spoke about it being pure yeah and not being corrupted by no no doping done so let me give you an example where this purity th- thing does not hold ground which is when i was watching that play hmm. and when i got the gut feeling about you hmm. it was not i was not coming from a neutral place okay for a number of years for yeah. about 6 or 7 years yeah. i had the very strong intention of finding a partner i wanted to find a partner and not just like any other partner where hey we just met at the cafe let's start something not like that i wanted to find a partner who would be a partner for good and also i wanted to find someone who would be complementary to what i can offer in the ways that i thought uh i needed to be complemented like whatever i could bring to the table I wanted someone to be able to offer something different to that so that the overall end product was something more than the sum of our parts. So in that case So the, let me com- yeah, complete. Okay. So uh-huh. I had a very clear need. It was very clearly defined. It was going on and on in my head. Probably that's why I was going around watching plays because I thought maybe I'll find my like-minded partner over here. You know, so I was putting that effort. So how can you say this was pure? It was not. My intention was already there. and that intuition i don't think would have come to me if i had no intention of even finding a partner or looking for a partner i might have just thought oh this guy was great claps i enjoyed his performance claps now i'm going to go home or i'm going to walk up to the guy and say hey man i really liked the performance good job i hope you do more and more plays and i walk off you know that that's what it could have been but the reason why i got that gut feeling i believe is because for all those years i was waiting i was looking i was searching Then I'll ask you one basic question: What is the difference between visualization and intuition? If you were investing so much of time mm. in in visualizing or creating this image of who your prospective, you know, partner in crime would be uh-huh. for a particular need, uh-huh. right? And you were you're creating this personality in your head, or you're you're checking off boxes of everything that you need in right. a partner. right which will fill the gaps which will complement you know the partnership etc etc what is the difference between visualization and intuition again i think a great question in this context obviously bloody nonsense it's a rap a mic drop moment bloody <laughs> nonsense hey bro okay can i answer what yeah okay so because i just want to put my opinion because i don't want you to think that after your answer i came up with another smart opinion mm-hmm. or i change my opinion whatever what i feel what you are describing is more of a visualization ma- coming true than an intuition the intuition part which which is very 
clear is the move it so intuition doesn't take a lot of time right intuition just happens happens like almost inst- on real time agreed it's almost like it's all already done types yes right so when you when you saw me right, right and when you didn't have to take in a lot of time to like identify or recognize that hey maybe this is the guy right let me wait it out but i i have a good feeling about this guy yes right i want to go about you know with this guy right you didn't know my name or whatever whatever you just didn't care about all those things also yeah because those suddenly become elementary it almost like it's like you know it's like so clear for you that this this must be the guy mm. right mm. now in visualization how does a visualization play out is the same thing for example i always had the personality of my life partner mm-hmm. i've worked on that personality for about a good 8 years or mm-hmm. 6 years mm-hmm. right and i thought i found that person also in fact mm-hmm. uh, but obviously it didn't play out mm. but when i thought about okay the person who's going to marry me right who are i am going to marry right. whichever way mm. it are is going to have these kind of traits and it kept happening that i like i redundantly went to that thought and kept on giving it characteristic gave it personality gave it like every kind of scenario made the character play out scenarios etc etc mm-hmm. right and finally when i met my wife and it didn't take me a lot of time it was not how i differentiated it with an intuition is because i know this person in my head so well right the conversation didn't start from the beginning the conversation started from the middle you know there is no evaluation to it it was almost like i jumped like the first 20 days of conversation and i went straight to f- fifth date right or like sixth date right. and it still played out right and that's how i know that yeah you know this is the person who i was thinking about right and that's visualization according to me right you invest so much into a thought right that when it actually comes in front of you as an opportunity mm-hmm. you identify it and you pick it mm-hmm. now the difference according to me to an intuition is you don't really have to do so much of in, uh, investment into that particular need what mm-hmm. you have to do is you identify a need yes right? and you embrace it right yes and and then you go about it and the intuition whenever it hits you mm. you keep op- you keep yourself open and this is how i'm this is where i'm explaining like how do you how do you appreciate an intuition mm. right you keep yourself open or vulnerable to any possibility right right you don't you don't fixate yourself on one possible ending yes you just don't know the ending you don't know the the beginning mm-hmm. you don't know how what is the middle part but you know the overall context okay you just have an idea of the overall context and when the intuition kicks in it just like the palace has out of nowhere up it's like magic right it just comes in and that's there you just have to walk into the palace okay so this that's is how difference. this is how i'm seeing it in in the case of both of our examples yeah you can say you can explain it in two different ways which is Yes when that moment of intuition happened it did happen in a fraction of a second but in both of our cases there were about 6 to 7 years of that need and that visualization uh happening correct and you maintaining that you're not dropping the ball on that you're consistently keeping that going because you have a desired result yes uh so to answer your question which you should have really let me answer because by now people would have forgotten what that question was no everybody remembers whatever i say Okay you don't, don't remember why don't it. you repeat it and I'll answer I it. said if that is the case bogus then tell me the difference between visualization and an intuition 
so the my answer to that is i don't think there is no it's not a question of difference visualization happens to be just another one of those inputs that go into it oh. along with logic reasoning etc that go into creating an intuition in the end i don't even bother explain to i can give an example for this as well the same example of when we met in yeah. the, the first time no, so can you can you just repeat the uh, your answer once again between visualization and uh, intuition you said visualize visualization mm. is another form of input no it's just another uh, input that goes into that's what i said it's another end. form of input not another form of input it is one of the inputs that goes into an intuition yeah that goes alongside logic reasoning whatever you can do consciously you're doing so but when you do it right you allow for the unconscious to reward you in a way like how they say you know hard work uh, what do they say 99% uh, perspiration 1% inspiration that uh, edison quote i don't know anyways i don't follow edison yeah you shouldn't follow edison no one should follow edison but this uses bulbs that's all what i mean to say is in the example that i uh, the story that i shared about my intuition about you my need was strong and defined i knew what i wanted i knew what i was looking for okay that is the visualization part of it that is one of the inputs the other input was when you look at logic and reasoning what did i do i consciously made a choice to go around to these theater plays so if i want a partner obviously that partner is not going to drop on my lap while i'm working in my office i need to step out and i need to do something or put myself in a situation where i'm more likely to find that person so logic and reasoning is the input there is i took an effort i made an effort to keep going to this place keep paying money and not bothering about that money that i'm paying because i want i knew what i wanted i knew what i basically needed so visualization is covered with the 6 to 7 years of that desire the strong desire and another part of logic and reasoning is for me it was not just that i wanted a partner it was that what do i want this partner to bring to the table i wanted complementary effect i did not want addition i did not want multiplication definitely don't want division or subtraction but i wanted complementary which is an example for complementary is where right now i'm trying to figure out ways to explain intuition well and then you ask me certain questions which actually help me to go deeper and explain it better and that's complementary you know yeah but i still is this making sense because without that intent or desire i would have never gotten that intuition in the first place is what i feel i'm i'm still not buying it and here because here is where i will link intuition to things like inspiration and luck these subjective undefined things unconscious things that we don't know how they work in our episode on inspiration we discussed that there were two ways that we saw inspiration happening one is it drops like birdshit yeah unannounced uh, and the other one is you can work for it you can yeah. earn it yeah so i feel the same way about luck and intuition which is either you're lucky you're born with intuition you got it in your genes yeah. from your father or your uncle or whatever yeah or if you don't have that if you're a completely left brain person complete logic and reasoning only 
and dissection, 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 because you're so influenced by the Western uh, thought process. If you now wanted to, dis- uh, if you decided, ki, no, I want to increase my intuition muscle. I want to improve my intuition. What are the things that you can do to earn that reward in the end? And I feel you have to start off with these inputs, which is your logic has to be sound. Your rationale has to be right. And your visualization has to be constant, unrelenting. So all of these things, when they fall into place, when you do these things right, that allows you to earn that reward is what I feel. I have a completely different theory. Okay. I don't think any of these actually play a part. On the contrary, there's... So basically, if you're asking me, how do you get yourself, you know, eligible to get intuition? For example, oh, know, yeah. How do how do you improve? Improve or yeah, like how do you get an intuition? Like how do you become a person who can get an intuition if yeah. you're not naturally born with it? Yeah. I strongly feel there are two elements, or probably three elements, that that go into building yourself to be a good receptor of intuition. Mm-hmm. The first thing is obviously. Um, you have to be supremely aware okay mm. of yourself which yes. we've covered in our previous episode of measure of man of how do you become aware yes right like you just need to know what you are as a person yes and the composition of yourself right right why how and all like why is that important why do you have to know yourself and all is because if you don't know your own self or if you're not aware of your own self mm. right how will you re- how will you even act on an, a random thought random strong decision right how right? will you make the right decisions yeah, for how, yourself how would you even accept that right for, yeah. so for you to accept something which is so random and comes out of nowhere you have to be supremely aware so that you are able to tap the subconscious or you're able to process whatever your subconscious has to offer for you right right that's why you need to be aware. The second thing is, uh, according to me, you have to be extremely empathetic mm-hmm. to things around you in general. Yes. The reason is, the more emp- it's a kind of a hack for you to know yourself better if you're empathetic. Empathy helps you in knowing yourself faster. Forget about all these social social benefits that they say oh he's so empathetic he understands me and all mm. leave all that aside okay for one just just forget about all that bullcrap about your social reputation mm. and just look at it this way that the more empathetic and the more understanding you are for other people mm. or even i would go as far as saying being compassionate yeah the more compassionate you are towards people mm. right the better you are knowing yourself right you know your thresholds you know your patience levels you know your you know you know your capacity to accept something or reject something. Mm. You have all these things that you start getting aware of, which ultimately is fueling your first uh, need or your first aspect, which is awareness. Yeah. Now, the third thing, which is also, according to me, really important is don't go behind results. Mm -hmm. So I, for one, I never worried about the result, Mm -hmm. right? I always believed in applying myself in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. And then let things happen. If it doesn't work out for me, it doesn't work out for me. Right. But as long as I'm giving integrity, basically, mm. whatever action you do or whatever, uh, wherever you invest yourself, 
invest with a lot of integrity to yourself mm. right don't do it in a way if you're not convi- if you don't have conviction and you know you don't really believe in what you do forget about it leave it forget about what people think about you but just leave it right but whatever you do do it with integrity right these are the three like one, let me count there's definitely more than three yeah according to me these are the three most important things right the moment you you make these things as a practice mm. where you're you're working towards you know being more aware mm. and in in other words you can say like you have to be very conscious about what you're doing yeah you, you just can't just like wait through time sleep walk through yeah sleep walk through time yeah you have to be really really you know be there right in whatever you do so the more conscious you are at what you're doing irrespective of how big or small things they are mm. the more the better you are getting at receiving things or uh, you know in in accepting things yeah right then you have to be so there's a hack into all this that you have to be more empathetic you have to be more compassionate to people uh, or things around you not just people exactly. even from animals i, wa- I or- wanted to expand that term empathy uh, to receptivity because when you say empathy it could people may think it's uh, restricted to living beings like animals humans no but, that's that's the reason i went with compassion again exactly uh, so receptivity think- is basically you're like a sponge you're soaking it in wherever you are whatever you're doing when you're listening and you do have to listen to be receptive wherever you're listening wherever you're observing and you do have to observe you're actually soaking those things in you're soaking the world around you inside and whether you realize it consciously or not unconsciously or subconsciously you are absorbing a lot more information than you realize and that's the basic principle that advertising works on and then there is another thing that i want to add on to it mm-hmm. the more conscious conscious effort you put in yourself mm-hmm. right in in improving yourself or what however right. whatever effort you put in yourself the first thing to actually get affected by it is your subconscious right you know i don't know if I I haven't heard a lot of people openly say this but what I genuinely feel is the more consciously you're putting effort in your actions mm. or in your thinking or your thoughts the more subconsciously you keep getting better you yes. know it's almost like uh the best example I can give is if you want to learn a language start thinking in the language yes you know if you want to learn better english think in better english talk to yourself in that language right, right. and you will end up speaking or picking up the language faster. Right. It's it's a similar thing. The subconscious acts faster than your conscious memory, conscious whatever, what do you say, world or whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. So those are the three things for me, you know, be aware, be compassionate or empathetic. Mm. Uh or you can say be compassionate and empathetic and uh, don't worry about results. Don't work for results. Work for efficiency, you know. work for uh work for putting the best yeah work- results are not the end goal or results are not to be counted as the as the i don't know what do you say like the important parameter right the important parameter is how much you have involved yourself yeah forget about result if it doesn't come today it will come later on work for the joy of working whatever yeah. you're working yeah man yeah it's a joy bro and So apart from those three things that you mentioned 
there are other things also that could help some someone improve their chances of um developing a better intuition and to go into those where you could say how attentive you are to the things around you which is i guess you already covered that in a yeah. way yeah um, we've also talked about self belief um there's something called active listening and this is not something that a lot of people are aware of but let's say you're listening to someone talk to you but if you just listen to the words coming out of their mouth you are not active listening active listening means you're not only listening to the words that are coming out of their mouth but you're but also you're listening in their mouth also no that is your way of acting <laughs> but so that you don't have to listen anymore but you're also very attentive to their body language you're looking at their face you're looking at their expressions you're trying to read between the lines and you don't have to consciously decipher anything but if you're attentive enough to be open to those things then subconsciously you will be absorbing those things and that way you actually listen a lot better to a person where you not only listen to the words that are coming out of their mouth but you also listen to what they actually mean or the what they be uh, what they may be meaning and also the most important thing in observing and concentrating on on the person who's talking mm. is you start realizing the flaws he has in his face right her face right which is amazing it can make you hate a person like once you start observing them closely mm. like now that i observe you bogus the amount mm-hmm. of fat you have on your right shoulder mm-hmm. it's horrible i mean like, i don't know how you pulled it off but and that is what causes a distraction <laughs> where you end up losing the message because you are distracted by i'm representing features. the contemporary media right we're just giving an example to the people yeah <laughs> yeah yeah uh we're using our own cases as because you know metaphoric senses yeah, that's what we do yeah active listening yeah i i agree to that but i think i covered it with it in in the concept of uh, integrity or self involvement in everything you do yeah and also it's important to call out integrity means being true yeah and that's very important be honest because when you say integrity again people might it might be a bouncer because now who knows the meaning of that word but it means being true You know this is something that I observed a lot of companies I'm just digressing a mm. little a lot of companies talk so high about integrity right. but none of them bother to explain what it is yeah you know I've seen in a lot of companies you know principles or you know mottos of the company that we are an integrity company we are a company of a lot of integrity blah 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 yeah and nobody knows what it is it's like if you ask what is the integrity of the company like almost almost everybody knows doesn't know about it in the corporate world integrity is taken to mean policy compliant you yeah, know we like are, we are we agree to everything the company says as long as you stick within it. the boundaries of the company policy you are working with integrity that's basically how people digest that word but it's it's not right integrity means you're being true yeah. either to yourself or to the work that you're doing and to give you an example a guy who has integrity will not be afraid to you know not accept an idea or yeah. or probably give his difference of opinion will not be afraid to say no yeah will not be afraid to say no will not be afraid to stand his ground and for say no what he believes in yeah and he is the how do you find a guy with integrity is he is the guy when you go to a urinal and you try to like ask for some privacy mm. 
then he won't give you that yeah he stand his ground do his business not caring if you if he's coming into your privacy or not exactly that's how you figure out a guy with integrity but pattern recognition is also another one of these inputs into how you could improve your uh intuition or how you could make yourself a candidate that keeps receiving these messages at with good frequency you have to be able to recognize patterns because there are patterns all around us if you listen to the 21 episodes now <laughs> of the thigh gap podcast you would have got a pattern you would have heard the number of times we've spoken about patterns yeah. is a very good reason why we do that so if you want to know more about pattern recognition listen to all the 21 episodes once again 21 times get to know 21 times yeah it might sink you in. know what how i would put pattern recognition in it in in the context of context of uh, intuition mm. i would say look for the subtleties of the nature you know right in the sense again i'm at loss of vocabulary to explain it better but uh, there is a lot of there, you know language kind of muddles up a lot of messages that the nature has to give mm-hmm. and you need to understand these messages more clearly yes right? which is where i feel compassion or empathy will work as a very good tool for you to get those subtleties receptivity yeah. receptivity right yes. yeah so so that's that is what we would call that is what i would uh, you know i would replace pattern recognition as uh, in the, in the context of intuition mm. be uh, be very uh, be on the lookout for the subtleties of nature there are there is and that's the pattern recognition right like whatever you see if there is a pattern in the nature mm. and you look closely mm. you will find that pattern in yourself yeah right like the seasons you have you function as a person yes. in, in seasons in patches yes uh, like uh, you know i don't know yeah, human beings are part of nature so we have a history yeah and there are history is filled history is filled with patterns yeah. things repeating themselves again and again that gives you a huge clue into how things really work yeah yeah and and that helps you get intuition yeah and we just don't know how but no it's all these are inputs you know if you these are like these are like uh, what do you call the prerequisites to it's like a helipad right? yeah when you see the big hedge the pilot knows that he has to land it there right it's the same thing you need to draw that hedge on yourself so that the intuition knows that yeah i need to go to this person yeah you have in to in a way it's that's how it is you have to start by self awareness you have to know yourself in and inside out and if you know yourself it becomes easier for you to know what you want or what you would need next if you know what you want or need next then that opens the ground for intuition to come in but not just yet after you know what you want what conscious effort are you putting towards that goal have you done all the research that you should have be, you should have done have you done everything possible to learn about the direction that you want to go in that's where integrity comes into the picture exactly so the all this is how all of these variables play into becoming inputs for ultimately you earning that intuition yeah this is of course if you're not one of those people who's gifted with it uh with birth 
some people they don't have to put all these effort they just designed that way they got it in their uh, dna it's hereditary it yeah. does it tends to happen they are like the advanced versions of android they just kind. locked out yeah you know and some people we know there are people who have won the lottery two three times yeah you know it's just you can't explain some people are born with it but yeah. then there's also a way to develop it or improve upon it and there's another very important thing that is an in, uh, is an input into um intuition or improving it which is freedom from judgment and this is what plays a major role when you're trying to decide on something it's also something that plays a major role when you're trying to work on getting the true measure of yourself this is what we went into detail into the measure of man episode but freedom of judgment basically means that if you're coming across a concept for the first time you should not feel the rush to immediately conclude one way or the other you have to start from a neutral place evaluate it for its merit on its merit rather than applying your own confirmation bias right away thinking my friend came and introduced this concept to me and then also followed up followed it up by saying he thinks it's a useless idea so just because my this is a good friend of mine and he thinks the it's a useless idea now i'm also going to think it's a no yeah take the, separate the idea from the person evaluate it neutrally and then decide whether you agree or disagree this doesn't apply to bogus because he's always judgmental about whatever i say mm. and that's the reason bogus's intuition has been coming down extremely fast mm mm-hmm. that's all that's uh, just a on the contrary on, it's been sharpened because i know how many times i've been right <laughs> no no uh, bogus likes to boast uh he's almost we are planning to change bogus's name to boasting bogus okay from bogus no mm-hmm. bogus and what is your name change bro it's always going to be being brute being brute right but freedom of freedom from judgment i would just again i would just say like how i would put it is don't worry about the result like sometimes just just be an observer be a bystander and and gaze into whatever is happening you know most of the times it so happens that the guy who's the person who's looking at it looking at things from as a third person perspective seems to end up learning more about the conversation right right, right. so try to be that person try to don't be in a hurry to be a contributor be try to be a guy who can absorb a lot more than contributing it it works out and it's a difficult thing bogus i as easy said as it's not as easy as it said if it were easy i don't think there would be a jiddu krishnamurthy quote about this because his quote goes to evaluate something without you know jumping to conclusions right away i'm paraphrasing the quote yeah <laughs> he said it because, in a much better way because if jiddu krishnamurthy like to jump in, you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, it's not like yeah, um, yeah. you know. Yeah, he said it in a much better way. But that would have been Muhammad Azruddin who would have said the quote. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like uh, yeah, you evaluate it. You know, yeah, the boys played well. You know, yeah, conditions were not suitable to the ballers. You know, you know, uh, you know. But what he said was, if you are able to evaluate something without jumping to conclusion right away, that is the highest form of intelligence. Yeah, is it a coincidence that intuition is called a higher intelligence? Is oh, that what Jyoti Krishnamurthy was talking Easter about? Egg? Is By that Judy what Krishna. he was talking about? Yeah, probably. Yeah, and knowing Judy Krishna, he is very cryptic. 
he doesn't tell things in a straight way so you have to like really really step back and think about whatever he said for some time to get the get the juice out of his in, his uh, inputs yeah because there also you have to earn it yeah and like they say the master appears only when the student is ready yeah you know it was a, it was a, a tampi pitch and uh, yeah mm. jitu krishnamurthy once told me like uh, you know sachin you played well and uh, i didn't understand it because i was not playing for the last one year you know because of the tennis elbow mm-hmm. but uh, you know he was talking about me my recuperation wonderful thank you sachin for guesting on the thaiga podcast very high profile guest not sure how he managed to get yeah. you but yeah well that's thaiga and he left also so quick so quick yeah that ferrari goes very fast intense yeah so anyways that brings us to the end of intuition yep and if you have to dear listeners this is if you have any doubts write to us mm-hmm. at uh, mindthygap@gmail.com good and with that thygap podcast subscribe and share and share mm. that brings us to the last segment of our podcast the most popular the most requested uh sometimes people just scroll directly to it which is a little bit insulting but it's the parcel section the parcel section honestly this is one of my favorite sections mm-hmm. only the first part of the parcel section the part where you start telling your parcel i'm like you're checked out yeah it's okay it's not for you i know mm. so, so brood you go first as always as always what parcel do you have i have a very interesting parcel mm-hmm. and this is uh, a last moment suggestion i actually had other ideas oh okay but i just couldn't once i thought of this parcel i couldn't like overlook it wow right such wonderful back story it's a it's a very emotional back story no Unlike one asked your for your parcels yeah where you're sitting alone in your pajamas mm-hmm. and then you're watching this movie but anyways my parcel for today's episode is a very underrated movie okay okay and i'll tell you why it is underrated the name of the movie is mr church okay and it is acted the lead actor of the movie is none other than mr eddie murphy is that why it's underrated no it's underrated because they didn't do promotions and they released in german first and then they did 10000 other things wow but uh, potato potato lot of people don't know about this movie mm-hmm. do you know about this movie mr church nope yep it's released in 2016 that means that uh, eddie murphy was already bypassed his prime age right but that actually made him come out with a fantastic performance it is unlike any of his other performances it's a very serious very you know very uh, emotional movie you can say mm-hmm. uh, the plot is very simple so there is a mother and daughter and the mother is married is kind of had an affair uh, or is was in a relationship with a married man okay so what happens the movie starts off with the fact that the mother is written into the will of the married man when he died okay right? and the will the, the thing that she gets out of the will is till she dies she will get a cook called mr church 
Okay. Okay. Who is kind of like a friend to this guy? Where is that the only thing in the will that she gets? Yeah, that's the only thing. It's pretty pathetic. It's horrible. Right. But then she starts understanding why that only thing is also the biggest thing in the will. Mm-hmm. So this guy is this ridiculously charming, well-spoken, you know, person mm-hmm. who's extremely educated, multi-talented. Mm-hmm. But he kind of chooses to be a chef. Okay. Right. A simple cook who just cooks amazing food and all. Mm-hmm. So the the thing is, this mother is diagnosed with breast cancer and she has about six months to live mm-hmm. so technically this guy only has to cook for the mother or for the lady for six months right once she passes away his job is to move on right but they develop such a beautiful relationship uh within that six months that mm-hmm. he kind of becomes a godfather for her daughter and makes sure like he stays he sticks along with her for for the rest of the life whatever ah, right wait do so, you mean romantic relationship no 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 it's okay. just like a very healthy very okay. accommodating relationship and uh, you know this person is dying right so what kind of romance can he do to a Why dying not? woman have you not heard of what is that movie that the dil bechara you know the original of that movie also oh so uh, have you uh, ever heard of i'll punch you in your throat no i've never heard yeah, of that yeah <laughs> because Yeah, I think soon you will. Mm. But uh, no, nothing of that sort. Mm-hmm. It's basically like I said, it's a very good movie. So this guy becomes this acting father for the for the child who doesn't have parents. Right. And he kind of takes care of everything. She make he makes the girl into a strong woman kind of thing, right? Okay. It's a kind of a happy ending, but it's, you know, at the same time uh it's a little heavy on your heart when you watch the movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. what i really like about this movie apart from the script and the taking or you know the technical aspects which you generally talk about mm-hmm. the titles yeah the titles and you know the cast and crew and mm-hmm. who was the spotlight where did the buy the bulb for the lighting right which mic they used and all that it's a very unlike eddie murphy performance okay and i have a huge i'm a sucker for comedians doing serious roles mm-hmm. because they bring a completely different kind of an emotion right. or uh, you know there is a lot of weight in the performance mm. it's like jim carrey doing you know eternal sunshine and spotless mind which right. is unlike jim carrey right, right. Uh, and there's so many other roles of robbie williams mm. uh, who has done like goodwill hunting very popular movie and right. you see him in that you're like how can he even do comedy with this kind of you know acting mm. so eddie murphy proved that in this movie i never imagined eddie uh, like i couldn't see eddie murphy in that kind of a role out of whatever movies he has done mm. right so he plays this very coy very you know subdued gentleman who but at the same time he also communicated that he's a very intelligent guy mm-hmm. who knows the ways of the world and he he puts all that into his cooking mm-hmm. right and uh, one of the beautiful things is he for him the secret of good cooking is jazz mm. so every time he cooks there's a jazz music playing in the background okay. and he says jazz kind of like he they show his love for jazz and he's very meticulous he's very clean and you know he kind of has an ocd kind almost has a ocd kind of a behavior mm-hmm. uh it's a slow movie it's like a sunday afternoon you know brunch kind of a movie mm. you can't watch it with like you know lot of expectations i mean oh, wow. don't be too excited about it amazing Watch parcel it for bro eddie murphy mm. and his acting the name of the movie is mr church awesome 
Great parcel recommendation by Brute uh, with a disclaimer think, that you should not get too excited about it. I think this is the first movie I suggested where you don't know about it. Uh, true. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And also Landmark. The first one parcel section where you went beyond my usual parcel length which is shocking. Like I said Burgers sometimes you know when you spend too much time with someone mm. their habits rub off on you. Right, you get inspired is what no, you mean. No, you get uh, deteriorated from your original skill. Mm-hmm. All right, so my parcel for this episode is a 1962 French movie. <laughs> there you go. As if did you, you laugh- ever did you ever watch movies after like 1970 or 80? Did you watch Shole? I have or watched more re- lots movies? of movies, but unfortunately, if you want true originality and quality you have to go back so this movie 1962 it was made in france it's called la jetée <laughs> la jetée basically means the jetty and the jetty is nothing but like an observation deck uh so <laughs> the weirdest thing about this movie is it's only 28 minutes long the whole movie it's a short film no it is a movie How, you mean to say it has interval also like at 14 minutes no then it's a short film so this movie is only 28 minutes long and Why it's Why are you avoiding me it's a short film it's a sci-fi movie stop calling it a movie it is a movie it's a short film let me get into the damn thing first there of all there are buzzfeed videos which are longer than 28 minutes so this movie is set in uh france where it is post world war 3 and there's been massive destruction all around and people have resorted to living underground if you don't know under paris there are a series of uh, louves uh, there's a series of caves and uh, you know walkways etc so these pe- these people were living under there for survival and the few scientists that are alive are trying to um, discover time travel because they want to basically either go to the past or to the future in order to save the present now our protagonist the hero is a guy who is a prisoner of that war and the scientists ultimately rely on him as a candidate for time travel because it turns out that not everybody has the stomach to withstand the uh, indian spicy curries to withstand the difficulties of time travel they kind of disintegrate or they die so this candidate our protagonist a prisoner ends up being one of the only candidates that it actually works with so when they induct him into this program he says he first wants to go to the past where he has a memory a very distinct but very specific memory about this woman on a jetty at the airport and there's something about that woman that he wants to go back to that place that time so they say fine and they send him to that place he ends up meeting that woman uh, at the airport there's a jetty where she's standing he ends up meeting her he has a romantic relationship with her and then is again brought back because they can't keep the time travel go- thing going going on for too long they have to keep bringing him back uh, for his own survival now the next time they send him to the future and he meets the people of the future the advanced civilization who basically give him a unit of energy which they say will bring back his civilization from destruction so he comes back thinking 
he is successful in his quest but when he comes back he realizes that because he was a prisoner now he's it's time for him to be put to death and in that turmoil in that state of turmoil the people from the future again reach back reach out to him and say we can help you escape we can pull you back to our time in the future but he says no i want to go back to that time i want to go back to that woman that uh, the woman i love on the jetty at the airport so they send him back there one last time and he sees the woman he's there's utter chaos at the airport for some reason and deep down he knows why there's chaos but he still doesn't realize it all he's focused on is finding that woman on the jetty and then he keeps searching for her and ultimately he finds her but then he also figures out that some agent from the his present is also there and he realizes danger he thinks this agent is here to hurt him or to stop him from doing whatever it is he wants Mischief. to do and that basically is close to the end of the movie i don't want to spoil the main thing <laughs> well, you in a 28 minute movie yeah you told like 27 minute 12 seconds but hang on this movie even though it is 28 minutes long it is not even video the story is told through static images throughout and narration in the background and the reason why i didn't spoil the ending is because for a movie that was made in 1962 that was 28 minutes long and was full of only static images it is one of the most shockingly original things i've ever seen in my life and if you guys are aware of a movie called the 12 monkeys with brad pitt uh this th- that movie was basically copied off of lajete so i strongly urge you guys if you want to see something very original and is only 28 minutes long find this movie called lajete 1962 you won't regret it yes guys it's a very powerful powerpoint presentation from 1962 uh it's primarily consisting of about 18 slides which go for 28 minutes you will never regret it ignore everything he is saying <laughs> but you just, watch you this just movie you just suggested a powerpoint presentation no this movie the the How fact are you that, even calling it a movie the fact that it has only images right it forces you to, to like skip to the end to get stuck with the image yeah you can't move ahead until the movie allows you to see the next image it's there is something to that uh, there is some power how to that how difficult is it to go to the next slide no it is the same and effect how, how is a if you're reading an amazing comic book or a graphic novel how is a powerpoint basically. presentation lasting for 28 minutes watch the movie bro i strongly recommend you watch this movie you'll never forget it okay all right so that brings us to the end of our episode overall yep thank you all for listening and staying with us and stick around for the next one because the next one's going to be a big one and there's also a major surprise coming in the next one absolutely where i think this is i think we should have told about the surprise in the beginning no they have to listen to the next one for the surprise where brut and i will talk to you guys more directly one on one just wait and watch yep but until then as we always say thigh gap subscribe and share and share
Hey, thanks for listening. You can follow this podcast on Spotify to get notified of new episodes every Thursday. We're also on Apple Podcasts for those of you who have partaken in the forbidden fruit. If you liked what you heard, leave us a five-star rating and a comment. Say anything like the quick brown fox jumped over the lazy dog. A rating and a comment really helps us out. It's free, and I'm told that's a great price. But enough about us, huh? Tell us about yourself. Leave us a comment. Our Twitter is at thigap, and we are underscore thigap on Instagram.